Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the You Can Do It Too podcast by Mamba Inspire. I am Mamadou Balde, I'm your host. The purpose of this podcast is to both showcase black excellence and increase awareness of the multitude of career possibilities out there for up-and-coming black professionals. This podcast will assist in breaking stigmas, barriers, and helping black students believe that they are smart enough to be future doctors, engineers, educators, and entrepreneurs. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited to bring you today an amazing guest, man, one of the most one of the strongest women I know, uh, Jacqueline Andrews. She is the chief executive officer, CEO of CJB Management LLC. Man, she got her bachelor degree in sociology at the University of Texas at Austin. She grew up in Austin, Texas. So how are you? How's everything going over there? Everything is good. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Definitely. How's your family doing with COVID-19 and everything? Um, Yeah, it's been a transition. You know, we're doing well. Um, Just trying to figure it out. Like everybody, we went to spring break. You know, I've got a big family. Uh, We went to spring break and there was, there's been no school since. So we've just kind of been rolling with it and, and we've been blessed. So we're figuring it out. Wow. Okay. Because how's the school stuff going right now? I, I, I know some schools are trying to open up, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I didn't hear any news about it. What are they going to do for this it's, school year? It's, it's been a little all over the place. It really just depends on like what school district you're in. Um, I know Austin in particular, they pushed school back. Originally, they were going to start, I think, this Thursday, and then they moved it back to September 8th. In the district that my kids are in, um, they started this Thursday. And so they started all virtual, and they're preparing for the students to be able to go back for in-person classes September 8th. But, um, you know, they, they kind of are just seeing how it goes and making changes as needed at this point. So it's, Man, that's uh, tough. it's, it's been it's been staying stuck to uh, stuck to the emails and, you know, seeing what's going on with the new updates. Definitely. That's tough. No, virtual is definitely tough. You have to be by there. Make sure they get the right information and everything. I hope everything goes well until they start back face to face. Thank you. Definitely. Let's jump right right into it. So you are the CEO, Chief Executive Officer of CJB, right? Management LS, yes. LLC. And yes. first of all, let's start about what does CJB do? Yes, okay. So the reason I am here, So CJB Management, we are a full service consulting and management firm. So basically we're offering services to entrepreneurs and small businesses um, to help them with their day-to-day operations. So if you have a problem as an entrepreneur, we're the company, CJB Management, that you should reach out to to assist you with innovative and practical solutions. So we're a full service consulting and management company. 
And basically we're offering innovative and practical solutions to uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs about, you know, different things that they are going through as a company. So if you are at a stage where you're experiencing burnout or you need to, um, you need to go over your systems and processes, you know, just give us a call and we can definitely help you out. We specialize in entertainment and creative industries, but we're welcome to any small business and entrepreneur. We're really here to help. So like if you're a musician or a producer, um, an author or a writer, or you're a YouTuber, um, and you know, you're, you're wanting to take your, your business to the next level, you definitely need to see us. Um, and even if you're just a small business like you're a landscaper or you know you um, have a moving company, again, we're here to help you with all of that. Wow, that's definitely an amazing idea because so many uh, young businesses, right, they have to face so many big challenges and sometimes that take a toll, right? It's so hard to keep moving that wall whenever it comes across you. And having, I think your companies definitely have value, right? Then helping people, I think that's, that's an idea that many people do not think about, but being in that space, I think it's good. Thank you. And so I'm actually um, going through this and I'm, I'm going to share it with you all through a YouTube series called Starting From The Bottom With Business with Jacqueline Andrews. And you'll actually get to see some of the uh, obstacles and things that I've gone through while creating my business. So please check us out. Definitely, definitely. So when did you think about this idea? What, how did it come about? Like, what did you see in the industry that you said, wow, this is needed? Um, you know, I've always wanted to bring people together. I've always wanted to help. And growing up here in Austin, uh, originally, I noticed that a lot of uh, friends or just a lot of people in general um, have a lot of talent, but they would struggle when it came to the business side of their industry. And then with me, I've always, um, I've always been really strong in academics. Um, I've always pursued my academic passion. And so going through my coursework, you know, at UT and things like that, I've, I've been in this space where I've been able to help people. And so that's originally what started this. Um, CJB management actually stands for Charles, Jocelyn, and Brian, which are my, my three oldest kids. Um, and came up with that name because I was thinking, what is something that I would want to do that I can commit to doing? And I've thought about this for a really long time. And it, it's always come back to, you know, I, I want to be able to help people get to a better level than what they're currently at and be able to reach their potential. Um, and so that's where it came from. And then with my kids in particular, I said, you know, I can definitely guarantee that I can commit my life to that. Those are my kids. So CJB management, that was where the idea came from. And so we're moving it from my family to, you know, other people's families and businesses. That is big, man. That is powerful. That is powerful. And, and I feel like that's, I was motivated to hear it. I feel like that's definitely going to keep you going. No matter, no matter what you come across. Right. And, uh, 
as a CEO of this company right now, what is your day-to-day -day like? What do you do every day? Day to day. So right now, what I'm doing a lot of is networking. I'm doing a lot of building processes. Um, I'm doing a lot of helping my current, um, my current client, because I do have a client right now that I'm working with before we open this up to the public. So it's like delegating and prioritizing and checklists. <laughs> That's really the majority of what it is right now definitely definitely i know you have been preparing and uh it's getting ready for lunch soon what are some challenges that you have you face because of covid 19 and everything <clears throat> well with me starting this currently right now with covid 19 i feel like it's been it's been difficult to a degree because you have to social distance for the people that i would um, go out there and be networking in in industry events and you know we're talking about uh, entertainment like everything is shut down right now so yeah. that has kind of put me in a space where I think it's made me stronger because you have to network uh, virtually you have to build better relationships so I think that that's a really positive aspect on it but it kind of feels like you want to get off and take off and start running right but then you're on this treadmill because <laughs> you know you can't get to everything that you would get to just yet so i'm really hopeful about um 2021 and the vaccination and when we could get back out there and get back to life as normal or whatever it'll be transitioning to i'm, I'm excited about that Definitely, it's definitely a marathon. It's definitely a marathon. I feel like many young entrepreneurs take undertake uh, challenges, right? And they imagine about solving it like right away. But it's definitely takes a lot of time, right? You have to commit and make sure you tell yourself that no matter how long it takes, you're gonna keep pushing until you get the results you want. Certainly, you know, I I um, talk to my kids and I talk to other youth, and what I always try to tell them is. Think about it like this. Think about your goals and you know other things are going to come. You know, life is going to happen, this or that. There's going to be obstacles. But no matter what, think of it as your goals are bigger than your fears. So whatever is coming, it may knock you down for a moment or two, or you may have to figure out a way around it. But at the end of the day, that goal is still there and you need to strive to get to it. So that is the spirit that i'm taking into my company and that's the spirit that i'm taking on with my clients and that's the spirit that i want to portray out there definitely definitely and even though this is the pandemic everybody's inside right nothing is happening mm -hmm. i feel like this is the time to innovate right i feel like the mm -hmm. first people who decide to find a way to bring out entertainment to 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 do all the things that we used to doing but in different ways really gonna That's succeed right. right because you can't have concerts anymore right you have to find a way right. to have concerts but not having everybody i i think the live uh, the ig live that i don't know what did what dj uh which dj started that but that idea is amazing right he just started body mm -hmm. and he started showing music online and he just boomed up right i feel right. like just right. those kind of innovations are needed yes i definitely think so and so 
um, what this pandemic is doing is creating a space for the people that are really innovative to come out and be seen um, for their creativity and how they're doing. So it's a really great time to do that. I agree. This podcast is about showcasing black professionals who are doing excellent things. But what is the definition of black excellence? Taking what you have and making the best of it. Can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us. It doesn't matter what you start out with. It matters where you go. And then when you go, you're not going just for you. You're going to lead the way for someone else. It means excelling at a high level while staying true to yourself and true to yourself in your black. We still are able to, you know, just like go the extra mile or, you know, carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve. And paying it forward. That's my definition of black excellence. Connecting back to when you were younger, uh, did you always have that entrepreneurship spirit? When I was younger, you know, actually I did. When I was younger, I used to do hair. I started learning how to braid hair and, you know, beautify my friends. They would come, hey, you know, can you do my eyebrows? And I'm like, are our parents okay with that? <laughs> but um, yeah, so it started there. And even throughout high school, that was one of the things that I did for extra money. Um, I also... I also was a writer, so I worked with um, a youth company that I moved up to be an editor um, at this company. It was an online youth publication, but I kind of just saw it like, you know, whatever is going to help get me to those goals. So I had that. I, it's something I've taken with me from the start, I would say. Wow, that's amazing. Was that in high school? Uh, yes, in high school. Wow, you man, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. That's definitely that was there. So you grew up in Austin, right? I did. Okay, so I know Austin is definitely a new city and it's booming right now, uh, hard. And I I heard stories about Austin being there was nothing in Austin like twenty years ago. For you who grew up here, how did the changes? Can you talk about like how you see the changes over the years? Yes, it's changed. It's changed a lot. Like I'm originally from Austin. My mother and father are originally from Austin. My grandmother is originally from Austin. So I can tell you from back in her day to where we are now, what she says, but she said it was like a little small, you know, like kind of country town, you know, and now it's definitely not that. But as far as me growing up, Austin was like, um, like a big city with a small town feel you know wow. now it's like where do you start let's start with all these developments there's developments like all over the place with austin tesla apple they're all coming in yes everybody's coming in and one of the things that 
you know, you definitely know it you, growing up here is whenever I meet someone new, every time I meet someone new, they're from somewhere else. When we were growing up, it was like mainly everybody was from like pretty much the same area. But now there's people from all over um, that are here. So it's definitely grown. Definitely, definitely. So growing up, what kind of family atmosphere did you grow up in? I grew up, uh, I grew up, I kind of had a varied background. So my parents were teenage parents. So I had grew up with them. And then I also was raised with my grandparents. So my grandmother and my grandfather had a really strong influence in my life and structure in my life. Um, I really think that it was positive and strong for me to have both because I know some or some of my friends, I should say, they they weren't as they didn't get to grow up with their parents. I guess I'll just put it like that. For me, I think that it was strong because a lot of people don't get to see the challenges or the obstacles that their parents go through as young adults and how they come out of that. But on the other hand, I did. I got to see that. And then I also had my grandparents who were very structured, uh, wanted to make sure that I was uh, always busy and challenged academically so that I wouldn't get into like any riffraff or any trouble or anything like that. So they, they tried. Um, they tried pretty hard. But anyway, so <laughs> I, I, think was, I think that it was really a benefit for me to be able to see both ends of how that works. Definitely, definitely. So I'm guessing education was definitely an expectation then. Yes, definitely. And it's it has been and always been. Um, I actually was one of those students that um, I was a really good student, you know, not to just gas myself up, but I was a really good student. I always made straight A's when it came to standardized testing. You know, I got like the presidential recommendations and all that stuff throughout school. So at no point would my grandparents want to see, you know, hey, like what, what's going on or any of that. It's like, nope, you, we have this high expectation for you. And I had high expectations for myself. And so whatever they could kind of uh, get me in to participate in that they saw would help get me there, um, they did. And so I'm taking that with my kids as well. If they tell me, hey, you know, this is my dream, this is what I wanna do, then I'm figuring out all these avenues to help you get there. So Definitely. I really, yeah, so I really, um, I'm really grateful uh, for that because I feel like a lot of kids need that and I really don't know where I would have been without it to be honest. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And uh, so you decided to go to UT Austin for sociology, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is, that the, yeah. is that the major that you always wanted to do? So no, growing up, I actually thought that I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and I changed my mind after like my freshman year um, in school because I realized that I wanted to be home and I realized that the lifestyle that I had and 
and that goal just they weren't gonna they weren't gonna meet up so i decided to do something that i would still enjoy have a passion for and have the opportunity to be successful with and i think that in law i realized that there was so much more that i didn't realize at first and so with this i fused my passions with something that i'm going to be able to sustain in the long run definitely so i went to ut also uh not recently <laughs> come on i just graduated and uh, when i was living there uh, ut was still about eight percent african american I'm, I'm, i know you went there a little bit earlier than me right and i'm sure they were way less the percentage was way less uh yes. how hard was I it looked, to adapt you know for me um it was it was difficult i actually my freshman year when i went to ut i was 17 years old with a one-year-old son and wow. so i was actually trying to figure out so many things at that point like my identity um you know as myself my identity as a young mother my identity as a student so i feel like at ut um especially with the fact that there were so few black students that it was really hard for me to fit in but um I did end up finding a little, a little community. Um, what I ended up doing was we moved into international uh, student housing, and that's also like the student family housing. So all the other, the other students that lived there were graduate students and parents, and so it was a really welcoming, inviting um, atmosphere to be in. Even though I was an undergraduate i think that that made it even better because a lot of the graduate students had more of a an understanding of what i was trying to do you know definitely no that's powerful uh being that young and deciding to keep going to keep pushing the limit how hard was that journey uh for you and and, and your your child as you were going through the four years what was that journey like it was that journey was difficult um and it wasn't so much the coursework alone it was trying to balance my life so when i started at the university uh, i told you, you know, i had i had one child um during my time there i had my additional two children so the j and the b jocelyn and brian so you know i was at school pregnant trying to get between class to class trying to catch the shuttle all over the 40 acres you know trying to um trying to make sure i have time to study trying to cook picking people up so i mean it was a lot with that um in itself you know outside of also trying to fit in as as a student and as um as an intellect so to speak because you know how it is on campus you know with you haven't been there as well so it all of that um at one time was a lot for me to balance but i'm the kind of person that i'm like you know i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna figure it out and 
That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. They they definitely do not have excuse. Uh, CJ and B right now. They definitely cannot make any excuses. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Definitely, definitely. You don't even have to make a big speech or anything. You just tell them, I had to study while I had you on my back. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> definitely. So. That's that's no, that's powerful. That's definitely powerful, right? So being at UT again, as an African American, definitely you most of the time you are one of the only uh per person that look like you in the class. Did you feel any intimidation or imposter syndrome at any time? Were there any time you wanted to? wait a little bit and come back after you're ready i don't know that i would say imposter syndrome i think it was just what we talked about that sense of kind of trying to figure out where you fit and i did have um i had some students that were undergraduates you know that were also black students that would tell me you know come to bsa or you know, black student alliance or that they would try to get me to engage more and i feel like me personally i just didn't have the extra time with being a mom but i do feel like if you if you don't have those you know that responsibility that you should engage in those activities because i think it makes a difference this podcast is about showcasing black professionals who are doing excellent things. But what is the definition of black excellence? Taking what you have and making the best of it. Can achieve things when literally like the whole entire system is designed like in ways that are like is designed to exclude us. It doesn't matter what you start out with. It matters where you go. And then when you go, you're not going just for you. You're going to lead the way for someone else. It means excelling at a high level while staying true to yourself and true to yourself in your black. We still are able to, you know, just like go the extra mile or, you know, carry the extra weight that we need to carry just because of society and still achieve the things that we're able to achieve. And paying it forward. That's my definition of black excellence. So from you graduated from UT Austin, right? And uh, over the years you were you you were a teacher at one point, right? You had some teaching experiences and you were in, in you took some jobs, but then you decided that CJB is the idea is your passion and you want to develop that right and make that I'm sure it, it was about the same decisions as when you were going to college right having all the responsibility but you decided that that's your dream and you wanted to do it it's the same decision as when you thought about CJB and you wanted to build that into your empire but how yeah. hard was it to make that decision to just say okay this is what I want to do and I want to push with this no matter the responsibility I have um at this point i feel like it was more of a sign like this is the time with everything that's going on that we talked about um uh, with some personal things that have gone on in my life with as just being a, a black woman being a woman in general you'll find yourself putting yourself on the back burner 
you know, I need to make sure this is done. And what about this for my kids? And I've done that for a long time. I actually came up with the idea, the concept of CJB management years ago. Um, but like we said, you know, there are things that happen and I had to tend to that. Now I just know this is the time and we're making it happen now. So, and I think a part of that is um, at this point, my kids are older. So I have a senior, I have a son that's a senior in high school right now. Wow. And wow. what I've noticed is when they were younger, it was, it was easier, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you, you pour love into your kids, you discipline them, you, you know, you structure them, you provide for them, you do the school stuff and all of that, right? The sports, you do all that. But as they get older, then you notice the things that they're going to need from you are going to change. Like, my son is going to be going to college next year. So, well, I need college money or I need a co-signer or, hey, I want to study abroad. And I felt like, oh, my, I have to get prepared for that. I, I, I'm not prepared for that part. So for me, the timing is now for so many reasons. Definitely, definitely. No, that's amazing. How, how are they supporting you? Well, this is a family business. <laughs> so so um, it, it's, it's really going to be, it's really been a blessing because my kids are supporting me. They're like, yeah, mom, like, let's do this. Um, you know, my son is, he's like our technical genius in the household. Um, wow. Yeah, he's got a, a YouTube channel. He goes by CRPHD. And so, you know, we're going to leverage his talents. We're going to leverage my talents. We're going to do this for other entrepreneurs and small businesses. And we're going to take from, you know, I went to UT with you. So the best of the best, if there's, um, for instance, we offer web design services. I'm not a web designer. He's not a web designer. But we have this really talented young man that's going to be offering the web design services through the um, through our through my company. So basically, I already see that this is doing what I wanted to do. It's putting people in the position to help, and it's like the gift that keeps giving. And I'm hoping that um, with everything that's going on here in my economy here in Austin, that we're able to strengthen um we're able to strengthen the minority workforce and entrepreneurs uh by helping them with by offering these services to definitely. in order to <laughs> definitely so as you just said austin is definitely a booming city it's, it's been teamed uh, number two this new silicon valley of the united states right is right now it's ranked number one as uh, having women entrepreneurs right now but as a black uh, as a black female uh, in this ecosystem how hard has it been for you to integrate the entrepreneurial the entrepreneurial ecosystem i think it's been i think that i think it's been difficult for me however i think it's been more of a mindset um i i think it's been more of a mindset i'm noticing that as i get out of my own head as I talk to more people as I get out there it's it's actually um it's actually better than what I thought like my fears as I'm going out there and I'm facing in, facing them 
those fears are kind of like getting ex extinguished. It's like, oh, a little fear fire. All right. We, we got that one out, you know? So that's, that's what it's been. So Definitely. I hope that they continue to go that way. <laughs> Definitely. No, I'm a great believer that as long, no matter, you don't have to know everything, but as long as you are willing to push, once you get into the atmosphere, you're going to figure out a way, right? Many people, mm -hmm. we ask, many people ask themselves, like, tell themselves that I can do it, right? Which, which quickly shut their mind down. But if you decide to ask yourself, how can I, right? You're making yourself think. So you definitely, one thing that I realized, you definitely don't need to know everything. But once you get in the space and decide that you're going to find a way to make it happen, you're going to find a way. Nobody's going to yeah. stop you, right? Because you're going to keep working until you figure out what's the right way. That's right. That's right. And so I'm taking my foundation, my sociology, um, my public relations, my communications, all of that um, that I've worked on and I'm building on it. And I'm also doing this on behalf of the company and behalf of the people that I work with. Um, you know, and that's that's the overall goal. So I'm with you on that. Definitely. I'm picking it up. I'm, I'm picking it up along the way. And there's some really strong things that we already haven't set in place that it's kind of like, yes, I'm, I'm so excited to be in the atmosphere to learn, um, hey, we're going to put this in here. We're going to implement that because it, it would greatly benefit um, our clients and our company overall. So I'm learning that as I go. And if you all see um, on starting from the bottom with business, then you'll get to see that with me as well. Not to give out too much of it. The thing that you are doing, like the, the idea of deciding to push the limits and growing as a person, right? Going out there, identifying issues and trying to solve them to help better the world is excellence. And one thing that I like talking about in this podcast is black excellence, right? Because this podcast is about black professionals doing excellence thing. So I wanted to ask you, what does black excellence mean to you? I think that black excellence is coming from your place of authenticity and, and putting it like taking it to the max. And basically what I mean by that is for me personally, I feel like my black excellence is me networking with other people and other uh, excellent individuals and giving our best to something um i just feel like you're stronger together you get with the the strongest you try to make yourself the best at what you do um and that's black excellence that's amazing that's amazing man this is definitely a good idea i know we talked about it before but i did not know the inners and out you just hearing you defining it i think it's definitely an idea and it's something i think there's gonna be a space for it right it's something that is needed out here i'm very how can we support how those the people who are listening to you can support you to make this a bigger reality i think that the people that are listening to me, um, if you can kind of just step outside of yourself just for a moment and say, you know, I want to do something that's going to be positive for uh, 
um, how do I explain it? Something that's going to be positive that doesn't only benefit myself. I feel like that would be that would be the the strength or the spirit that I feel like people can put out there right now. Just you know, just try it on your own and do something for someone or you know, just something that doesn't take too much from you, you know, not a lot of time or anything like that, but just pay, like, pay something forward, and as of right now, that would be, that would make me happy, aside from, you all can check us out at www.cjb.management online, or support our YouTube series, starting from the bottom with business with Jacqueline Andrews. That's amazing, Jacqueline. And it's a pleasure to have you on, on my podcast. I wish you the best of luck. And uh, let us know how to support you. I made the black queen's grace continually mesmerize the millions who couldn't see it when looking into her eyes. And the black man's plight no longer be the disguise. Oppression, emasculation, they want to castracize. I just want to be me. I just want to be free. I just want liberty, equity, and democracy. I just want to believe in the good of society. I just want to believe that they ain't been lying to me. I want equality. Want no more poverty. I want people to tell you it's more black people in jail for committing crimes. The blacks and whites are committed equally. I want the corporate interest to crumble before my feet I want them to stop selling your rights to powers that be I want a third term for Obama we'll never see No Democrat, no Republican, me, I want unity I want the righteous voice speaking to my community Don't listen to what they say and look at what they say to see I want you to know the truth, but for that you will have to see All people are beautiful, but you best know my people are beautiful